This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. In part one of our discussion on ethical AI, Caroline introduces the three key elements of ethics in AI, which are fairness, trustworthiness, and safety and sustainability. We covered fairness in part one and looked at bias in AI systems. And now for part two, we take a look at trustworthiness and how to build safe and sustainable AI systems. The second element that I talked about there, which is trustworthiness. So trustworthiness, so we've talked about fairness. We've said that fairness is about how do you make sure that the decisions your AI is making treat people fairly, okay? Mm-hmm. And that really is about how you design them and how you ensure that the data that feeds them and trains them has the transparency and the diversity within it to ensure fair outcomes. Trustworthiness is complementary to fairness, but trustworthiness is the ability of the developers of artificial intelligence systems to offer assurance that their algorithm behaves as it should behave throughout its life. Okay, So trustworthiness is the way that you ensure that an algorithm, particularly a self-taught or deep learning algorithm, doesn't suffer from what in Rolls-Royce we call algorithmic drift. Um, And some people talk about this in the context of mutation, right? So if you have an algorithm that is teaching itself, so you've taught it once with a data set, or possibly you haven't even given it a set of rules, you've just given it a data set to derive the rules from, that algorithm is going to keep teaching itself throughout its life. And that creates the possibility that during that process of self-learning, that algorithm may start to drift away from what's expected of it. And you might start to get bias that didn't exist at the beginning becoming present in the system. So this is not about the problem is biased at the beginning, which is the fairness point. This is there might be bias that gets introduced into the system throughout the life of the AI. Now, this is, it's important to say that you can have a trustworthy AI that isn't necessarily fair, okay? (laughs) So if you've designed your system to be unfair from the start, but it's trustworthy, then all you're saying is it will continue to be unfair in the way you expected it to be unfair throughout its life, right? So you've got to have both parts. You can't say, well, my AI is trustworthy and therefore I don't need to worry about whether it's fair or not. You've got to have both parts playing out here. I also want to point out that having, and this is the place where Rolls-Royce has done a lot of work, having trustworthy AIs doesn't necessarily offer the full explainability or transparency that you would have with an AI ethics solution that has clear fairness policies in place. Let me just give you an example so that you can think a little bit about that. So let's go to that facial recognition point that you raised earlier, okay? So in a set of circumstances in which you and I, you have dark skin, I have light skin, you and I are being looked at by a facial recognition AI and you know a different judgment is made, your face is not recognized because the system doesn't have enough dark skin faces in it to be able to use the test data effectively. My face is recognized because it's you know based on a training data set of a bunch of white Europeans. Um, now, 
In that set of circumstances, you would quite rightly want to know why hasn't my face been recognized? You know, what is wrong with your data set? What is wrong with your AI? Explain to me why my face hasn't been recognized because you have got something unfair happening in your system. Okay. Now imagine a scenario where we use the same technology, we use computer vision technology to differentiate between two uh, scratches on a titanium blade in an aircraft okay so in this scenario scratch a is understood by the system as to not be effective and to not have an impact on the, the effective performance of that component scratch b is recognized as being potentially impactful on the effective performance of that component now do i need to understand the explainability of why that decision has been made or do i just need to know that that decision is right yeah, you just need to know that that decision is right. Exactly. So when you think about trustworthiness, I can have a trustworthy AI that as long as I know the output of that AI is as it should be, I don't actually need to open up the black box. And I don't actually need to understand precisely the detail of how uh, algorithm reached that decision. And the best example I can give here, apart from the one I just gave, is think about um, driving a car or indeed actually using a kind of advanced piece of, of home technology. I have no idea how the onboard computer in my car chooses to put in place the autonomous braking system. I don't understand how that works. I've got no idea what it uses. I don't understand how the sensors tell it that it's getting close to something and needs to put the autonomous braking system on. But I do know that if I get too close to something, it deploys the autonomous braking system. Yeah. I don't need to understand how it does it. I just need to know it keeps me safe. Um, so when you think about trustworthiness, the way that you address trustworthiness, given that you don't necessarily have to open the black box, is that you need to understand comprehensiveness. So you need to understand that the system has a comprehensive apprehension. It can grasp as comprehensive a set of data as it needs to be able to have a trustworthy outcome. You need the system to be validated against an independent check. So you need to know that the outcome from the system when measured against an independent separate system is still giving you a reliable output, the one that you expected. And you need a continuous or near continuous verification process. So instead of just doing your check once and then assuming it's going to be fine for the whole life, you need to continuously be checking, is there any drift? Is there any drift? Is this still doing what I expected it to do? But you don't need necessarily to open up the black box and understand at that full transparency level everything that's happening. Yeah, I think that is very, very well illustrated with the anecdotes. But then it, it also raises the question, how do you stay in control of, of a complex you know, intelligent system, given that one of the biggest reservations is that we'll get to the point of singularity where machines sort of get to be more advanced than humans because there's always that fear. Well, I think that very nicely brings us around to that third point around safety and sustainability. Because for me, safety is, if you like, it's the most, I don't want to say theoretical, but it's the most philosophical part of an AI ethics policy. The first two we talked about, fairness and trustworthiness, are practical, okay? You take a practical approach that allows you to assure that your 
algorithmic work is both fair and trustworthy. But when you start to ask questions about safety and sustainability, what you're really doing is asking yourself as an organization or as a group of developers, you're asking yourself ethical questions about how the outcomes of any AI system might negatively impact on either the physical well-being of people or on the physical well-being of the planet. And you might want to extend this further into asking questions about how your AI outcomes might negatively impact psychological well-being, the political health of, um, of, of institutions, the economic or demographic, democratic safety of our world, um, as well as asking questions about individual safety. So these are some really big issues and a lot of this is quite future you know what if scenario oriented you are really trying to ask yourself big questions about you know how might this have a negative impact on our world or on the people who live in our world um and as a result you can you know this type of question um when you start to extend thinking about safety and sustainability outside just the specific physical well-being of a single individual into thinking about the kind of psychological, political and um, uh, economic impacts on the world as a whole, and particularly when you start thinking about our uh, the, the question of the sustainability impacts on the world as a whole, how much resources are being uh, drawn down in order to support the future that you're describing, you can see that this benchmark affects um, YouTube thinking about, you know, what are the ethical considerations of showing self-harm videos to individuals who go on to search for, um, uh, for you know, questions about dieting, for example. It's as much their problem as it would be Tesla's problem thinking about what questions do they have to ask about the personal safety of Tesla drivers when they're thinking about their artificial intelligence controlling vehicles. So it takes us out of a realm simply of being about physical safety and extends that out into a much bigger domain, thinking about the impacts of artificial intelligences on the world as a whole. Um, and I think this kind of brings us back to to asking the question that, you know, making the point that none of these three ethical characteristics of AI by themselves, or even in combination, actually constitute an ethical AI framework, okay? They're all elements of it, but essentially that ethical framework that you build for artificial intelligence needs to be derived from the fundamental operating position of the business entity itself and the business model that it works to in the first place. So the easiest example I can give of this is, is Rolls-Royce. So Rolls-Royce is a global power business and our products make it possible for our customers to get access to power systems that enable them to serve their customers, okay? Mm -hmm. So essentially we provide access to power so that our customers can present solutions and services to their customers. And that might be about moving people around the world. It might be about moving goods and resources around the world. It might be about generating power that can be consumed to operate digital services. It might be about generating power that can be consumed to offer heating and lighting to remote locations, to places where access perhaps to a fixed grid is packed or you know, not able to be delivered with reliability. But essentially, that's what Rolls-Royce does. And our business model says, right, we offer those power systems to our customers to enable them to serve their customers at maximum efficiency towards the full net zero sustainability of power generation for our planet, reliably, so that they don't have to keep fixing them and using them, you know, mending them, at a competitive cost, 
but most importantly, safely. So the single biggest thing that's important in all of those characteristics of how we serve our customers is that we do so safely. And so our AI ethics derives from this position. Our AI ethics is driven towards supporting the fundamental business ethics of our organization with the additional consideration that our AI projects must first and foremost deliver a social good. And that includes a benefit to our organization and our shareholders in improving the viability of our business. But our AI projects specifically must start from a premise of being beneficial. It must be for good as the first thing they are. That approach is what's led to us and my CEO, Warren East, announced AI ethics and, and trustworthiness framework in London at the beginning of September as part of the AI summit at London Tech Week. But that's what's led us to develop our AI trustworthiness framework, which really is the breakthrough that we have been working on over the last sort of 15 to 18 months and are making available this year on an open source basis to our industry and other industries to codify an approach to trustworthy AI developments. We have proceduralized a framework which allows our business to validate the trustworthiness of our artificial intelligences. So it's a step that makes us possible to work with our regulators to be able to assure both the safety and over time the sustainability of our AI deployments um, hand in hand with policies and transparencies and explainability. If we go to those three elements, um, you know, fairness is critically important, particularly in organizations where services are being differentially offered to human beings. Yeah. That isn't the position in Rolls-Royce. We don't offer services to customers in that way. Um, but clearly fairness is still incredibly important. From our perspective, the critical areas from RAI framework focus on trustworthiness and focus on safety, because as a safety critical industry, our position has to be that we continue to deliver um, against the basic business ethics of our business, which are to make power available in a sustainable way, with safety being the critical factor. And I think where others are able to work with us and join with us in, in hopefully taking forward that trustworthiness framework uh, more broadly, we will see that hand in hand with their policies around transparency and extendability, um, it will allow others operating in those human impacting but non-safety critical settings to also assure the fairness of their AIs too. So where you can use trustworthiness to assure safety criticality, you can also use trustworthiness to assure fairness. And I think that's the thing that we're excited to be able to share and we're keen to get others involved with and we're in those discussions at the moment in terms of how we take that forward. Awesome. And I think that has covered the part about ethical AI at Rolls-Royce, uh, what you've achieved so far, and how you want to basically set the pace about how organizations uh, relate to the AI, both internally and with uh, external stakeholders. Stay tuned for part three. We are not done yet. Uh, as we conclude the discussion around ethics uh, in AI and some of the interesting applications of AI that we have seen during the COVID pandemic and what we expect those ex applications to look like uh, in a post-COVID world.